Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name, as was mentioned, is Scott DeGroff. Uh, I am from, as of three weeks ago, Freedom Bible Fellowship in Freedom, California. And uh, we consider it to be the most successful assembly in California. And um, it's because we have 100% attendance at the Yosemite Conference. Every person, every man, woman, and child of Freedom Bible Fellowship is here. Um, so it's my privilege to tell you just a bit about my story. And um, this is, <laughs> there's nothing I'd rather talk about tonight than Jesus Christ. Um, I came to know Christ when I was five years old, and um, that is 38 years ago for me. Uh, I remember the burden of sin. I remember um, I actually had dreams. Uh, I, I started attending meetings of the church about nine months before I was born and then continued on faithfully after that. And, um, and so I don't remember a time where I wasn't taught the gospel and because of that, truths about eternal punishment in hell, um, truths about the rapture, um, things like that. Like, I knew those things as a little kid, and I remember the weight of those things and the guilt of sin. Um, specifically, uh, I think of four things when I think of when I came to know Christ. Number one, sin. Um, it, it, Nate mentioned this morning that he never had any doubt that he was a sinner. I didn't either. I came to the table one time, and, and I, my dad asked me to pray. I don't remember what I was upset about, but I remember I was upset about something. And he said, Scott, would you please pray for the food? And I said, Dad, I don't want to pray for the food. And he said, Scott, I would like you to pray for the food. And he said again, I said again, Dad, I don't want to pray for the food. And he looked at me, and he pointed, and he said, Scott, you pray for the food. And I bowed my little head. I was just little, grade school, young grade school. I bowed my little head, and I said, Lord, thanks for nothing. <laughs> right? I was this big. And then my dad stood up from the table, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> right? And, and, he, he, and he appropriately applied biblical discipline to me <laughs> as, as a child. Um, but I could give you many illustrations. Uh, I have a thoroughly sinful heart, um, worse than any person that I've ever known uh, knows worse than what I know. Um, as I walk with Christ, uh, more and more disgusted by what can come out of my out of my heart. Um, more needy of Christ than I ever realized. But but as a five year old, I knew. I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that sin separated me from from a holy God. Um, so for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I knew that. Um, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the, the wages of sin is separation. I, I knew that, that my sin had a punishment, a rightly deserved punishment, and that was separation from God. Um, so sin, separation, substitution. Uh, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I love this, right? The gospel is so simple that a five-year-old can understand it to the point where he puts his faith in Christ and is translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the son of his love. Amen? Amen. Yeah, I love that. So let's, let's try this out, if, if we can. Um, when I was a little boy, once in a while, we lived in a very small town in Kansas. Once in a while, my mother would give me like a few dollars and she would say, I need a gallon of milk. Scott, would you run down to the store? It was a couple blocks away. Would you take this, go get a gallon of milk and come back? Now, this is an easy question. And so I just want to ask, why do you think, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll let someone raise their hand. But one of our young people, um, why do you think my mother sent me to the store? Right here. Um, 
Right. Very good. She she couldn't go. And so she had me do it. So as simply put as possible, I went to the store so she didn't have to. That's substitution. Right. And I, I love that. That's that's substitution. Why did Jesus Christ die on the cross? So we didn't have to. Why did he endure the wrath of God? So we didn't have to. God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then finally, salvation. Even as a five-year-old, I could understand verses like, for God, so, I still love that word, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we were working away in the front yard. I remember, I can still picture it. We had blue jeans on and no shirts. I had a little shovel for a little kid. My brother had a little kid's shovel. My dad was landscaping. It was, his, it was my favorite thing I ever did with my father was landscape. We moved like every two years. My dad was like a pilgrim in a foreign land. And once he got a house landscaped, he started getting itchy, you know, and, and, and so we'd move on. And so we were there working away, and I said, Dad, um, will you talk? And he set down his tools, and he led me to Christ. Um, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I was gloriously saved, praise God, as, as a five-year-old. Now, let me, for the sake of time, don't turn there, but let me just read this verse to you. The Lord clearly put this verse on my heart. This is my testimony, not just in general, but my testimony for tonight. Colossians 2, verse 6 says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. That's so important. I'll read it one more time. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him him. So this is my burden. How many people tonight came expecting to get saved at this meeting? And you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to answer, right? Please answer in the quietness of your heart, answer in the quietness of your mind. How many of you honestly came tonight expecting to get saved? What I guarantee you in the presence of a holy God, what I guarantee you is that so many more of you need to be saved than came expecting to be saved. And what I mean is reflected in this verse, right? As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So I got saved. I was born again, translated from the kingdom of the darkness to the kingdom of the son of his love when I was five years old. And then about six or seven years old, I experienced present tense salvation. This is a very common doctrine. I I hope that this is extremely well understood. I would trust that this doctrine is extremely well understood. There's past tense salvation. We would refer to that as being born again. Present tense salvation. And then there's future salvation. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Those of you that are being saved. About six years ago, I sat in my office. I was so, I was I was at the end of myself. Um, I couldn't solve the problems that I saw in the church in North America. I couldn't study hard enough to solve the problems. And I couldn't have the perfect answers enough to identify and then convince others of of what I saw in the church in North America. I, I couldn't preach hard enough. I couldn't be involved in physical activity enough to solve the problem, nor could my friends. And, and it, it drove me to the point where I was at the end of myself. And so I sat in my office with my back against the wall and, and I just yielded to Christ, right? He says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, I was saved when I was five by grace through faith. 
And then six years ago, I sat in my office and I I just gave everything to him by grace through faith. Same principle, right? This principle in the scripture is the same way you got saved. That's how you carry on successfully in the Christian life. So far more of you need to get saved tonight than realize that you needed to be saved when you walked into this auditorium. I'm praying. I've been praying all day long for salvation to visit this amphitheater tonight. And the Lord knows exactly what kind of salvation needs to visit this. But, but I could very confidently say this. There are far more of you that know the Lord Jesus as Savior that need to be saved tonight than people that walked in that need to be saved from hell. Far more need to be saved from a life of distance rather than intimacy. A life of bitterness. That, that sin just destroys people, doesn't it? A life of a lack of forgiveness. Forgiven, you will be forgiven. Man, far more. And so my earnest prayer is that, is that you will that so many tonight will be saved. So I gave everything to the Lord. Two weeks later, someone hit the left rear of my car and I went, ugh. And then I went, I don't care. It's the Lord's car. A week later, someone hit the front right of my car and I went, ugh. And then I said, I don't care. It's the Lord's car. And then a few weeks later, the plumbing broke and the plumber came out. He said, it'll be $6,000. And I went, ugh. And then I said, I don't care. And I remember this. I said, Lord, you can burn the house down. I don't care. It's your house. It would actually be a bit liberating. If you if you burnt the house down and I just didn't care. And then not long after that, I got sick. I went from a hundred mile an hour life to a two mile an hour life. And the Lord sat me down and he taught me to walk with God. And man, would I love the Lord knows I would love to unpack Jeremiah chapter two, John four, what Nate was referring to this morning. John seven, John 14, 15, Colossians uh, one, Ephesians three, Philippians three. I mean, these days in the scripture, it just leaps out from everywhere. Um, I used to serve God. Now I walk with God. That is vastly different. The relationship that I enjoy with Jesus Christ, he's the best friend I've ever had in my entire life. I thought you had to wait till heaven to enjoy this type of daily friendship with Christ. The worst, stupidest thing I ever did in my life is choose to live in the role of a servant rather than to live in the role of a bride. I would serve hard all day long. And then when the Lord said, well done, come in and have a cup of tea, I would say, no, no, I need to relax. So I'm going to go watch football in the servants' quarters. Right? And then I'd serve hard all day long. And he'd say, Scott, come on, come on. And I'd say, no, no, I'm, I'm out here. And I lived decades of my Christian life that way. And then the Lord allowed a sickness in my life. And today... Um, What I enjoy with Christ, I thought you had to wait for eternity for. So I long for every person, right? I don't know if that's, maybe that's too strong. That's the honest truth of my heart is that I long for every person to get saved. Whether it's, it's being born again or saved from what the Lord Jesus knows you need to be saved from tonight. Um, Thank you for letting me share.